listening to the Healthy Habitat Podcast with Natalie Noctegall. Hello. Hey, it's been a minute. <laughs> totally took an unintentional break for like two weeks. I don't know. Um, unintentional, just busy life balancing priorities and all the things and practicing flow and grace, which for me at this current moment means honoring the most important thing. And there might be a couple of most important things. (laughs) First and foremost, number one has been my health. Um, Number one, just honoring my health. And I I have so much I want to share. But um, I've been honoring my health and I actually have this really fun and exciting one-year vision slash some goals, like long-term goals for myself. And keeping that as my focus, just in the back of my mind as I plan my day, my weeks, and I, I move throughout my day, keeping that in the back of my mind has been so fun and so life-giving. And it means that sometimes, you know, my passion projects like this podcast, uh, might have to wait a couple of weeks. I went out of town, got to spend some time with my family down on the Gulf coast. It was awesome. Loved it. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I realized I didn't even, I didn't even eat seafood while I was down there. I totally forgot to eat fresh seafood. What was I thinking? I did get to eat some fresh farm chicken. Um, One little update side note here. This has nothing to do with today's podcast, but um, my husband and I went down, down there to visit with my family and I got to catch up with a childhood friend of mine uh, who has a farm. Her and her husband started um, a grassroots farm, regenerative farm, three years ago. They're three years in. I'm trying to convince her to come onto the podcast. She wasn't so sure, but I'm going to convince her. I think maybe, maybe her husband, um, but it's called purely pastures and they are in Robertsdale, Alabama and, uh, my hometown. And we got to go and help them process chickens, chicken day, regenerative farms. If you're familiar at all with, um, local, like small farms that have meat chickens or pastured poultry, you know what this is. They, you know, it's all hands on deck, like processing day. Um, Small farms can typically do that on farm. And it's an incredible opportunity for anyone who hasn't had the privilege, the honor of touching their food throughout the whole life cycle and the whole process. Um, I, I have... I have totally lost connection with my roots and my food of where I come from. You know, I don't come from farmers. I did grow up with livestock around and animals and I knew farmers, but I'm, I'm like most people in that, uh, a lot of my food growing up came in packages and boxes and meat came from styrofoam cellophane and it was all clean and there was no blood and guts and gore and anything like that. So this is such a cool opportunity to just get your hands in and this is what it takes to put food on your plate. And it's like just a small percentage of what it takes, but um, it was an incredible experience and got to eat the fresh chicken um, that was smoked on the grill. We did that the next day and delicious. The best chicken I've ever had ever. 
And I'd like to think that's not biased. Okay. Um, so uh, more health updates. I have had more energy in the last six weeks than I feel like I've had in the last two years. It's been so cool. I've implemented a lot of new, a lot of, I guess, new old, I don't even, this is not the episode for a full health update. Um, but it's exciting because I'm able to really, um, I'm able to really approach life through this lens of this vision and these goals that I've had, because for the last couple of years, I have had this fire inside of me, this drive, ambition. I always have. I'm such a dreamer. Anybody that knows me, I, I got big dreams. I got big dreams. But over the last couple of years, my energy just slowly depleted and depleted and depleted until I had nothing left. And it was so discouraging and frustrating and all the emotions, all the things. And it feels so good to finally be in a rhythm where I have more days where my energy just feels more normal to me and more, yeah, sustainable level. Good <laughs> feels more. I'm having more good days than not. And that is such a win. I'm celebrating it. And, um, again, this is not the episode for this. Maybe I'll do this in the next, um, next couple of episodes, but I am working with a, um, functional nutritional therapy practitioner, a nutritionist based out of Oregon. And she is a GAPS practitioner as well. And she mentored and studied with Mary Ruddick, who is becoming a world-renowned nutritionist as well. And just in healing, healing, truly healing, and just finding a way to get out of get out of the way of our body's innate healing process and make sure it has everything that it needs. So I just had my consultation with her in addition to all these other things that I had added. And I'm so excited to begin this journey and I will update everyone on the protocol I'm doing, where I've been, where I am now. And, um, if you're curious about my personal health journey, because let me tell you, it's not been linear, not at all. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. I really hoped to find this thing. Like every week, every month, it was always like the new supplement or this new hack or this new diet or this new whatever. And I so badly wanted that to be the thing. And it wasn't, I realized that it's, it's not just one thing. We're too, we're too complex of, uh, creatures for it to just be like one thing. Right. So I'm, I'm learning the myriad of layers and inputs and all the things that go into tapping into our body's own innate healing system. And I'm really excited to share all that, but you can go back to, I think it's the episodes two and three, I share my health journey. And then in a couple more episodes, I'll share where I'm at now and where we're headed. It's exciting. Okay. But for today's episode, and again, um, if you saw the notes that I've prepared for this episode, it's like three sentences. So let's see how this goes. Um, but I've been health coaching again. And for those of you that might not know, I did Chris Cresser's adapt functional health coach program, which was, um, it was awesome. It was a very robust year-long program with a lot of focus on obviously coaching, which is a communication style. It's facilitating change, behavior change, positive psychology, motivational interviewing, the stages of change, the trans theoretical model, like all these 
crazy terms that all go into having conversations with people to help mobilize their internal strengths to change, to finally make elastic change that they want to make. Anyway, um, also was taught, uh, you know, the functional medicine model, functional labs, and a paleo-based diet, a whole foods-based diet, so all of that. Now, I'm currently a student with the Nutritional Therapy Practitioner Program. Um, This program is through the Nutritional Therapy Association, NTA. I freaking love it. It's so, so, so good. Um, But I'm still a student with that. But I am a trained and certified health coach, and I hadn't coached in a long time. And to be honest, it's because my health can continued to decline. And I just, I felt confused and discouraged. And I was like, Oh, I can't help anybody because I don't even know like what's going on with me. And I had to go through my own little soul searching journey, but I I'm, I've been coaching clients again and it's amazing. And the conversations that we have, the questions that we come up, it's just like, Oh, I want to jump through the screen and hug them because it makes me realize we are all in this together. We really, really are. And for anyone that says yes to working with a health coach that says yes to improving their health, to making a change in their lives. Like we're on the same team. I think that's so freaking cool. That's so cool. So with that, um, a, a big topic has come up and that's where to start. Where do I start? I know I want to make a change. I know something has to change. I know I want things to be different. I know I'm not okay, but I have no idea where to start. And I can resonate with that so much because I feel like I kept running into that issue over and over and over again. Like seriously, I kept feeling so confused. I don't even know what to do now. I don't know what to eat, what not to eat. I don't know what healthy habits and practices I should be doing. What nutrients should I be taking? What supplements, if any? And it is confusing. I get it. And not knowing where to start can be the thing that keeps us from ever starting at all. So I have distilled three things that I'm going to share with you. And look, one is going to feel a little bit woo-woo. Okay. It is. But then the other two are super practical and maybe you're already there, but I just, I I have to offer something because, you know, unless I'm meeting with you one-on-one and even still, this is beyond what I'm qualified to do, but until you get with the right practitioner and meet with them one-on-one and really get them to assess where you're at, you know, there's no blanket size, one thing. Okay, everybody, you start here and and there you go. You're off to the races. But I do have some thoughts and suggestions on where to begin, where to start. So let's dive in. Okay, so you recognize you want something to be different. You're not okay. You're experiencing symptoms whatever it is. And you're just like, Oh, I know I need to address this. This is something I need to do, but I have no idea where to start. And are you ready for it for the first, the first one? (laughs) You need to start at the very beginning, very beginning. And that's with making the decision to begin making the decision to change 
making the decision to figure this out. And don't roll your eyes at this one. Don't turn this off. I mean, you can if you want, but what I mean by that is making the decision for real. So I know that you don't know exactly what actions you should take. You don't know what supplements or what diet or what foods you should cut out or what you should include. You don't, you may not even know like what your blood work looks like. You, you really feel at a loss as to where begin, where to begin or who to even talk to about it. Do you go to your general practitioner? Do you go to, you know, a holistic specialist? Uh, I don't know, whatever your issue is, a nutritionist, you know, where, where do you begin? Um, but before that, before that, you're even skipping a step before that you make the decision. And this is where it gets a little bit woo woo. Okay. But just bear with me. Making the decision means that you decide that, you know, just bearing in mind, you don't know what the first step is or where to begin, but you make the decision that you will change, that you will figure this out, that you will heal your gut, you will heal your skin, you will balance your hormones, you will figure this out. You make the decision, the ironclad decision that no matter what, you've decided. And something happens when you do that. When you make the decision for real that you're going to change that you will figure this out instead of thinking there is no way you start asking, how is there a way? How can there be a way? How, you know, how it opens up your mind to possibilities. It opens everything about your being up to clues, nuggets, treasures, things that are all around you, ideas, resources, possibilities, all around you that may have been there all along, but maybe you just didn't have the right perspective. And so it's really a perspective shift. It's making that decision, getting excited about it because you are determined that no matter what, you're going to figure this out. No matter what, you'll find the first step, right? You'll find the right practitioner. You'll find the right diet, the right way of eating, all the right things. So you make that decision and suddenly you're stepping into a whole new world of possibility. I swear to you. I know it seems crazy. Um, call it law of attraction. Call of it a change of perspective. Whatever you want to call it. But when you make that decision for real, just pay attention. Watch. Notice. Keep an eye out. Be looking for them. Expect clues, answers, people, resources, all kinds of things to be coming into your field of awareness that are clues that are ideas, something you've never thought of, you know, oh, that really resonates. I'm, I'm feeling drawn toward that. Let me try that thing. Let me book a free consultation with that person. Maybe, maybe they can help me, you know, people's stories that are very similar to your own. Um, because that really is where all of this begins. It just, it's by starting. And if you're like, okay, well, I did that already. (laughs) Um, what I was saying before is I had to come to this again and again and again. I kept feeling like, oh, well, I tried that thing. I tried this. I tried that. I feel like I've tried everything and nothing's work. And now I just don't know what to do. And 
being stuck in that place, you can be stuck in that place for decades. And that's what we don't want. That's what we don't want. And that's why this decision is so important. Because when you make the decision to figure this out for real, if you make the decision that you are determined to heal, to change your life, to heal your skin, balance your hormones, lose the weight, whatever it is for you, when you make that decision to figure that out, no matter what, timelines resolve, right? Things that you've tried before resolve. Failures fade away. They're not failures. It's more information because you're determined, right? You're determined to do this no matter what. So that means you try something and maybe it doesn't meet your expectations. You feel like it doesn't work. That's not a failure. It's more information. Okay, now you've tried that. What's next? We keep going and you learn something. You get more information with every step of the way. So even if you feel like you've already, you know, made the decision, try making it again and make it for real and, and play around with that feeling of determination. What does that feel like in your body to say that, to say no matter what, to say, I'm going to figure this out because my life depends on it as if your life depends on it because it does, right? We don't live, we don't want to live a life half lived. If there's anything, anything at all in your life that's keeping you from thriving. I don't care if you're 16 years old, if you're 25 years old, I don't care if you're 65 years old or 75 years old. If there is something in your life that's keeping you from thriving, why? Why? If, if you knew that there was something available to you, that you could do to change that, you know, to shift the trajectory to where you get to live the rest of your life thriving instead of less than, instead of okay, instead of all right, surviving. I, I mean, I get it. I, I wasn't bedridden. Like I've had some moments in my life that were incredibly painful and horrible, but for the most part, like I've been all right. I've been doing pretty good and I have found so much gratitude in that in this whole journey that I've been able to continue to I got married and I've been able to travel and do fun jobs and you know what I mean? I I've been able to still live my life, but I haven't been thriving. And I'm learning to love myself enough to recognize that I deserve to thrive. We all deserve to thrive. And I believe that it's possible. And it begins with making the decision, making it for real. Okay, so that was the first thing that I wanted to offer. And again, it's a mindset. It's a perspective shift. It might feel a little bit woo-woo. It might feel spiritual. Let it feel what it, how it is, what it is, you know, all the things. Journal about it. Sit with it. Um, if you're not a journaling person, I know not everyone is, talk out loud about it. This is something I've been sharing with my clients. I'm like, look, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I really am a talker. And this, 
I have a whole, there's a whole thing about this. If you're into human design, you might already know this about yourself. If you're like, what the heck is human design? Don't worry about it. For some people, it really helps to process out loud, but some of these things we don't want to say out loud, right? It's like private. Get somewhere by yourself and allow yourself to just talk to yourself out loud. Talk to God, talk to the universe, talk to your higher self. Um, talk to nothing, talk to the trees, a plant, a dog, (laughs) anything. Um, So that's another option. Just process this, do something and sit with this idea of making the decision for real and notice what that changes for you. Notice if anything shifts and yeah, take that with you. Okay. So the second thing, we're going to get a little bit more practical. So the second thing here, again, you may have already done it, but this is a great thing to do often, especially if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling stuck, confused, you don't know where to start. Um, this is a great exercise and that is do some visioning. And by that, I mean, take some time to yourself again, talking out loud, daydreaming, writing it down in a notebook or on a computer or your phone or whatever, and get clear on what it is that you want to be different because there's something not in alignment, right? And maybe it's, maybe you've been diagnosed with something, or maybe you just have this collection of symptoms. Um, maybe it's something to do with your hormones or your skin, or you don't like the way that you look, your body looks when you look in the mirror, or if it's your digestion and you know, whatever it is, think about those things, get really clear on it, make a list, make a list of everything that is less than ideal. And it's not that we want to focus on what's going wrong. We don't want to focus on what's going wrong, but let's just take a look at everything that is less than ideal, everything that's keeping you from thriving. And then let's flip that around. Okay. So my digestion's not working. So and I have low energy. I'm going to use myself as an example here. So for me, my, my hormones, my uh, menstrual cycles, my energy, brain fog, fatigue, digestion, these are like the big things for me, bloating. That's part of that digestion. So I, I, I know all the things that are keeping me from thriving, right? Now I'm going to look at, okay, what do I want to be different? This is the fun part. This is the visioning part. I want to thrive. I want to feel energized and light and good. I want to feel good. I want to love my body. I want to feel strong and fit. I want my skin to be clear and glowing. Like, do this. Like, get excited about it. Imagine what thriving feels like. And maybe it's been so long since you've felt good. Maybe this is hard. Maybe it brings up some things and I get that it's sometimes it's, um, it can be challenging to imagine what's possible because we don't fully believe that it's possible yet. And I, and I get that. I really do. But if you're listening to this, you don't have to believe that it's possible, but I want you to know, I believe that it's possible for you. I really do. And I know you're like, yeah, but you don't know me and you don't know what I've been diagnosed with and all these things. I get it. But someone's got to keep the faith here. And I have 
read enough stories, watched, listened to enough interviews of people who were on death's door from every kind of disease, accidents, the spinal cords that were severed, people that should have been dead that didn't. They came back and now they're thriving. And that was something that I've carried with me because I'm going to be honest, I, not that I know of, I don't think I've been on death's door. Thank the Lord. Not that I know of. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for that, but it gives me hope because I think, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. If you've, you've seen it possible with someone else's story, it is possible for you. So if you're not ready to have that faith yet, I'm going to have it for you. And I'm going to tell you that it is possible. It is absolutely possible for you to heal from whatever is going on and for you to thrive, for you to spend the rest of your life feeling awesome, feeling the full capacity of what it feels like to be human, having the full use of your mind, mental clarity, creativity, overflowing, waking up with energy, being able to do the things that you love without trying. You don't have to put forth effort to go move your body and exercise because you have so much energy. You just do, right? It's fun. It feels good. These are the things that I believe that it's really like to be human. Like this is our natural human state. So that was a little bit of a tangent, but get clear on what it is that you want to be different. What is thriving look like for you. This can be a thought experiment. You can write it down. You can say it out loud, record it in it as a voice note on your phone, whatever it is, make a vision board, do whatever you need to do, but just get clear, get clear on where it is that you want to go. Even though our brain will immediately start going to the how, right? That's the thing. We start dreaming about all the fun possibilities of what it might be like to have peak health. And then this voice comes into her head. Yeah, but I'm going to have to do this. I'll probably have to give up this and I'll never be able to get this other thing figured out. And I've tried all this stuff in the past. No, no, no. There, that is not allowed in this exercise. We're not worried about the how. We're not worried about the how in this specific exercise. We're only worried about the thriving, the picture, the vision. What does your ideal self look like? Okay, I just have to say this. This is about to feel slightly jarring. Maybe you would never know. Um, But I just had to cut the podcast off there because I was recording at night just when I could And my husband walked into the house with a friend and they were talking and they were laughing. And I was like, well, that's, that's a wrap on that. But I was totally in the middle of a thought, like in the middle of an episode. So I just had to stop it. It's two days later and I'm going to finish. Um, I kind of listened back through the podcast to catch myself up. So hopefully this works if it doesn't, who cares, but, um, we're just going to pick it up right here, but it's one of those things. I'm like, this is the elephant in the room. I'm just going to have to say this, that (laughs) from this point on, this is actually two days later, but, uh, we still got the squeaky chair, so it's all good. Okay. So 
the whole idea. So let me just, I have to catch myself up. So I'll catch you up too, because this has been quite rambly in typical Natalie fashion. So, um, the first the first tip that I offered when you're feeling stuck, you don't know where to start. Number one, make the decision, make the decision to start, to begin, to change. Ironclad wild horses couldn't keep you from it. You know, you're willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes you will figure this out. So get to that place first. Number two, that's where we're at now, is creating a clear and compelling vision for yourself. So getting clear on where it is that you want to go. And the whole point of that is to make it compelling. And something I wanted to offer here because I know this is technically, you know, this is a health, lifestyle, nutrition, you know, all the things kind of podcast, right? Healthy habitat. It's reconstructing our entire habitat in one that supports us in healing and thriving, right? That's what this is about. And so I just want to offer that for me, something that has been so encouraging the past handful of months as I've been navigating lots of you know, changes in symptoms and um, protocols, and I'm working with someone on dietary changes and all these things. Um, something that's really been supportive for me is creating this one year. For me, one year feels really good, but you can pick one year, you can pick three months from now, six months, five years, whatever feels good. But to me, I have this one year vision that I've created, and it does include the way that I feel in my body, but you don't have to stop there. So just because this is, you know, a health related podcast and you might be listening to this because you're experiencing symptoms, you're experiencing something less than ideal. Let's broaden that because if we're imagining ourselves, you know, three, six, 12 months from now, and you are healed, you are thriving, sit with how that might feel. Imagine what it would feel like to wake up first thing in the morning, just naturally energized and excited to go about your day because you feel good, right? You have the full capacity of your mind, your brain, of your physical energy, and you feel like you can go out and tackle your day. Then allow yourself to dream about how that might change your life. What might your day look like if you felt that good. And so for me, I think about the things that I want to be doing. Like I don't want to sit around all day, every day, just thinking about health and my symptoms and like focusing on like counting out my macros (laughs) or, I mean, I don't know why I brought macros into this, but like, um, looking at my like supplements and checking off the boxes of like doing all my healthy practices, right? Like, yes, I do enjoy this. Obviously, I'm incredibly passionate about it, but here's the reason why I'm so passionate about it. I'm passionate about healing so that I can thrive, so that I can help other people. That's really what I get excited about. I want to help other people thrive too, like so bad. It gets me so excited. I also, I've shared this a lot. I'm a musician. I have so much creativity that's been locked up inside my brain and my body that I just want time and space. And and honestly, it's not even about time and space. It's about having the energy to 
you know, focus on a career that I love, helping other people heal their bodies and thrive. But I want to have the energy, the mental capacity, the physical resources in my body to be able to pour myself into my music and a creative expression. Um, I grew up doing theater and I miss acting so much. I want to go take an acting class. I want to get into a dance class, maybe paint something. I don't know. Um, but these are the kind of things that I think about. So when I'm imagining this compelling vision about myself, I construct it in a way, I design it in a way that gets me genuinely excited. And again, we're not worrying about the how or what's possible. We're not worrying about being realistic. Um, I even heard that from one of my clients. It was, she was holding herself back even in this visioning process, because she feels like she's always over ambitious and what she dreams. And then it, it doesn't pan out that way. And I understand that. I do that too, to be honest. But if we can just set that aside for a moment, and if something doesn't feel like it's possible, if it feels too unrealistic, too overambitious, maybe just send your timeline out a little bit. Um, maybe if if six months feels too soon, maybe put it at one year. Maybe put it at three years. There's nothing wrong with that. Life is long. It really is. It's long when we have the emotional fortitude and the mental clarity enough to be present in our day every day, life feels a lot more full. It feels a lot easier, honestly. So this is what I'm talking about. This is um, the place that I'm inviting you to go to when you create this compelling vision for yourself. So don't limit it to just how you feel in your body when you're symptom-free and what thriving feels like. Allow yourself to dream about what are you going to do with all this extra energy and time that you're going to get back? What do you get excited about? Okay. So again, first make the decision. Second, create a compelling vision for yourself. Number three, okay, this is like extra, extra practical, okay? So if you're on a healing journey of some kind, you feel like you've done everything or maybe you've done nothing wherever you are on this journey, but you just feel stuck, lost, confused. You don't know where to start. You don't know who to turn to. I would say before doing anything, if you haven't committed to eating a 100% whole foods based diet. Yes, I said 100% whole foods based diet for at least 30 days. I would invite you to start there. And I would invite you to start there before seeking out a practitioner of any kind if you haven't yet. Now, obviously, this is depending on your individual situation. If you are suffering with debilitating symptoms, don't wait. Go get to somebody ASAP. Find someone, anyone. But if you're just feeling less than ideal, you know, sluggish, tired, hormones, skin, weight issues, you know, these kinds of things that you've just been living with for a long time and maybe because you haven't known where to start or you felt like you've tried different diets, you've tried different things and you felt like it didn't work. If you haven't done this and maybe you have, so just stick with me for a second. If you have not committed to at least 30 days of eating whole real food, all macros aside, okay, not worrying about that, just whole real food, I invite you to start there. And you might be thinking, I've done that, but I'm just going to clarify. Let me define what I mean by whole real foods. <laughs> so this is going to be, for the most part, 
cooking your food at home, eating from home, preparing your meals, preparing snacks. Maybe you got to do some meal prep. Maybe you have to bring some food with you. Uh, But this is eating foods that are the one ingredient. So let's start with breakfast. So it's time for breakfast. Maybe typically you reach for cereal or granola or a bar of some kind. A whole food replacement with that would be sausage, bacon, eggs, cheese, yogurt, fruit. You get what I'm saying? It would be these kinds of options versus cereal. When you look at the ingredients, it's probably going to be made with some kind of enriched grains and they're enriched because they, those grains, those flours, the barley, the wheat, whatever might be in there was processed in a way that it lost all of its nutritional value. So then they had to go back in and fortify it with vitamins and minerals, which you may or may not even absorb because wheat and grains, they have, oh gosh, I don't even want to get into this, but essentially they can bind to those nutrients to keep you from absorbing them anyway. So It's just a way to get all of that out of the way and just start with the basics. Something that didn't go through uh, an industrial processing process. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. So whole ingredients. So fruits, uh, natural sweeteners would be honey, maple syrup, maybe some coconut sugar, you know, just more natural based things. So for lunch, maybe instead of grabbing a wrap from your favorite like chicken place or whatever, I don't know, instead of grabbing a wrap, you would eat um, a salad with meat and some kind of fresh oil on it, you know, and these are things that are not always easy to get. Or maybe you would eat some fish and some veggies and maybe a handful of nuts. So this is what I'm talking about, whole real food. And then dinner comes along and you're like, oh my God, pizza night. Instead of pizza, you could make your own burgers. So get the ground beef, fry it on a pan, or maybe get some chicken, roast it in the oven, get a filet of salmon and sear it on your pan, get a steak, sear it on your pan. If you have a grill, put it on your grill, your George Foreman, essentially finding a meat that's like the whole food, right? That's just one ingredient. That's the meat. And then throw in some veggies, some sweet potatoes, potatoes, squashes, Brussels sprouts, whatever you want, um, throw in your veggies. So these are whole real foods. And if you're already thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds like so much, um, I have a couple of tips for you. Number one, when you go to the grocery store, stick to the outside aisles, the outside aisles. That's typically where you're going to find your whole real food, sticking with meats, vegetables, legumes, nuts, seeds, fruit, natural sweeteners like honey, maple syrup, uh, maybe coconut sugar, or if you're trying to have less sugar, maybe some stevia or something like that instead. And if you find yourself typically eating a lot of processed bread or grain-based things like cereals, pasta, pizza, bread, you know, loaves of bread or buns or things like that, pastries, 
um, tortillas, things like that. See if you can find gluten or grain-free versions of those, or even better, sourdough versions, which I know can be a little bit harder to find, but if you can find a Whole Foods or a local bakery or a local, you know, um, a local grocer that carries things from local farms and local bakeries and things like that, you can typically find sourdough versions of your bread, your buns. Um, there are some awesome, awesome brands out there that make green free tortillas. So it, you, you can make that swap pretty easily. So that way it's not a huge jump from, you know, like pizza and burritos to, steak and vegetables, you know, whatever it is that you're used to cooking with. See if you can swap it for grain-free, more whole food-based versions or sourdough bread. And another tip I want to throw out there, um, you might be like, this sounds a lot like the Whole30 diet, which to be honest, I've never read the Whole30 book. I've skimmed through it, so I can't say for sure. I don't know exactly what that entails, but that might be a really helpful resource. Um, another fun tip, if you're like, I just don't want to have to go buy all these books or resources or anything, if wherever you live, wherever you are, if you don't have a library card, what are you doing? What are you doing? Go get a library card. You can probably even just get it online. Download your library's book app whatever it is. It might be Overdrive. It might be an app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. Find your local library, get a library card, and see if the if the Whole30 book is at the library. I bet you it is. So then you don't have to buy it, but you can use it as a reference to start to change your perception around what whole foods are and what processed foods are. Uh, another great book, again, you'll probably find this at your local library, is a book by Chris Kresser. I'm like looking around right now because I'm like, what is it even called? I think it's called the Paleo Reset. I'll have to link that one in the show notes. I think it's called the Paleo Reset, but Chris Crosser is the author. And um, so it's paleo-based, which is essentially a whole food-based way of eating minus dairy. Dairy is a thing that I think if you know that you're it doesn't sit well with you, that you're reactive to it, then don't have it. You probably already know that. You've probably already made that decision for yourself. But honestly, it's not something that I would say that you just need to cut out right away. If you if you haven't you know, tried other things, I would just say you can find really good dairy from a Whole Foods or like I said, a local grocery store, something that's local, uh, not homogenized, so maybe low-vat pasteurized, organic, maybe it's A2, A2 if you're like, I don't know what these things are. Just get get the best that you can, but from my perspective, dairy is a whole food, and if you're not you know, reacting to it in any crazy way, I don't see any reason why you need to cut it out right away, if ever. So, you know, dairy, eggs, meat, vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, legumes, and if you choose to have grains, now you might be like, wait, grains are a whole food. Yeah, if you want to have some rice, some quinoa, things like that, it's the processed grains. It's, you know, um, Wonder Bread, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's that level of processed grains. So find if you want to continue to eat um, flour-based things, see if you can find either grain-free alternatives, something that's gluten-free, maybe made with an almond flour or a nut flour, cassava flour, or a fermented, a sourdough. And just a fun fact, 
The reason why sourdough is different is because the flour goes through a fermentation process, which breaks down a lot of the gluten and a lot of the phytic acid, which are the things that bind to the nutrients that keep you from being able to absorb it and can also be really irritating to the gut. So that's why typically a whole foods-based diet doesn't include your traditional bread and pastas, even though, you know, bread really is an old food. Like we've been eating bread for tens of thousands of years, but it's not the same kind of bread that we produce in our large industrial uh, food factories and things like that. So that that's what I would recommend. So those are my three, my three tips for if you're feeling stuck, you don't know where to start. Number one, make the decision, make it for real. Number two, create a clear and compelling vision for yourself and, and write it down, say it out loud, get it out of your head in some way so that you're really clear on you know, where you are now, but where do you want to go? What do you want to be different? And then number three, if you haven't committed to eating a whole foods based, like 100% whole food based, whole real food for 30 days, give that a try. Just give it a try. And it doesn't mean that you totally have to give up all your favorite things. Just make some swaps. You can still have your coffee, but maybe, um, (laughs) not use sugar-laden or vegetable oil-laden creamers. See if you can find a more whole food-based creamer if you like coffee creamer. See if you can switch out the table sugar for honey or maple syrup or coconut sugar, something like that. Um, See if you can switch up your snacks. Check the labels. See if it's got added vegetable oils, added sugars. Um, Like I said, processed flour, right? Uh, Flour sugar, added sugar, and vegetable oil. Vegetable oil is canola oil, soybean oil, peanut oil. Uh, what are the other ones? Soybean, canola, I'm blanking. <laughs> Just Google it. <laughs> um, really anything that's not like a coconut oil, an avocado oil, things like that. So most foods that have an added oil are going to, you know, cooked in an oil of some kind are going to be a processed vegetable oil, highly inflammatory. So those three things are the things you want to look at in your labels, but the easiest, safest way is to try to make as many of your meals from things that aren't in boxes or packages, um, right. Or in like plastic wrapping of some kind, and you can still go out to eat. Just look, look for things that are a protein and some vegetables, right? Um, I know salads can be boring, (laughs) but what I would do if I was somewhere and I, you know, the salad was really the only option might cost you a little money, but it's going to save you in your stomach. Just order extra protein. Like if they're putting chicken on that salad, um, order extra, order uh, two burger patties, you know, like there are definitely ways that you can make this work, but just try committing to that for 30 days and see how you feel. That can be a really, really great place to start. And if you feel like you're like, Hey, I've already done that. I've already done that. And then I don't know what to do from there. Or maybe you've gone farther. Maybe you've tried whole foods and then you've gone to FODMAP and then you've gone to paleo and maybe you've tried the GAPS diet, the carnivore diet, all these things. That's when I'd say it's time to start digging your heels in and looking for the right practitioner. That would be the next step for you. But I talk to a lot of people that feel like they've done everything, but they've missed this crucial step. And I get it. There is a huge cognitive dissonance between the food that we eat 
and the manifestations of symptoms in our body, like 100%. And even things that we think of as really healthy things like dairy, maybe some people don't think of that as a dairy, as a healthy thing. Um, I'm going to go with fruit, fruit, totally nothing wrong with fruit. Fruit is delicious. It's natural. It's a whole real food, but sometimes people can have things going on in their bodies. Maybe, um, they don't have good, a good metabolism. They don't have good blood sugar regulation in their body and the fruit spikes their blood sugar way too much. Or maybe they have an overgrowth of yeast in their digestive system. You know, maybe there's an overgrowth there and the sugars from the fruit is feeding that and keeping them from being able to heal. You never know. It can be so complex. So, what I'm saying is if you haven't started there with, you know, at least 30 days of whole real foods, cutting out the flour, the gluten, the sugar, and vegetable oils, starting there for at least 30 days, that's a really, really solid place to start. Okay, this has gone on long enough. Hopefully there's not a massive... Like disconnect between the first half of this episode and the second half. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to wrap this up here. I'm Natalie. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I hope that something in this episode is of value to you. And if you want to connect further, uh, reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at animal based babe. Um, that's my little food-based Instagram handle. I don't know how long that's going to be around, but um, there will be a link to contact me at the very least an email address in the show notes. I'll also link to um, the Whole Foods, the Whole30 uh, food book if you haven't heard of that. And I'll link to the Chris Kresser book. I think it's called The Paleo Reset. And then uh, I can't link to your local library because I don't know what that is, but I'm going to put a special note in the show notes that says, if you do not have a library card, what the heck are you doing? Go get your library card so you can have access to all kinds of resources. Okay, get outside in some sunshine while you still can. Eat good, whole, real food. Mmm. And give thanks for something. Give thanks for something. Do whatever you can to rebuild your healthy habitat. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.